superstition is a real plague in people's lives. We've been studying for about five different messages here now on the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus, Wele Shemot. Now, I'm just going to read it from English this time, and we're going to look at some things. And what Moses and God, literally, are telling people, quit your witchcraft. Quit your witchcraft. Now, today, the Catholic Church is full of witchcraft in all reality. All the idols and all the... They're praying to the saints and praying to the angels and praying to all this stuff. is nothing but Christian or Christian dumb witchcraft, you might call it, because they're not really Christian at all. People today don't take the Bible as their full source of faith and service to God at all. They don't. They don't want to. It's, you know, you have to read the thing. You have to read the Bible. If you sit there and say, God told me, or whatever, you know, God talking to me, God told me, the Bible doesn't mean anything. Many of the charismatic churches say the Bible doesn't mean anything. It's the messages that they have or they get from God directly. That won't happen again until the tribulation begins, way over in the tribulation period. Right now we have the Bible as our full source of faith and beliefs. And here, they're receiving God's Word. And what they're telling us here, now if I had the church history chart up here, which I can put up very easily, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can. I can get it off of that deal. If you study church history, you'll find out that history repeats itself so much. We're back here in the time of the giving of the law. Right here. Right over here, the giving of the law. Israel had been in Egypt for a long time, 400 years, and now they're going to come out, but they got a lot of witchcraft in them. they got a lot of superstition in them. God's going to have to really get that out of them somehow or another. And he starts giving his commandments, and the commandments begin with, Drop off and leave behind your witchcraft. Now they had lots of gods in Egypt, and God had just conquered all of these gods. The god of the weather, the god of the Nile, uh, Beelzebub, the god of the flies, frogs, Heti. All of this God had conquered. Now, then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, and who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And that's the same thing it does in the world today. We are in the world of slavery to sin and unrighteousness and greed, etc., etc., etc. And when we're saved, God buys us out, turns us loose from that slavery. You shall not, or you shall have no other gods. You shall keep on not having any other gods beside me. Or in my face, El Panay. You don't have these before my nose. Don't you bring up your gods before me. Remember when Rachel left uh, Haran, she took her father's gods. You shall not make for yourself an idol. 
of any likeness, what is in heaven or earth or beneath or in the water or whatever. And this means the idols of people. The teraphim, they were, they were images of their ancestors. Uh, people worship their ancestors. Uh, the American Indian is plagued with this. Now, plagued with it. Buddhism is plagued with it. You shall not make for yourselves an idol of any likeness what is in heaven above the above or an earth beneath or in the water underneath. They had Dagon, remember the, the fish god. These are all good luck charms. Good luck charms. You shall not make for yourself an idol of any likeness of what is in heaven above the or above or the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. This is all witchcraft, he said. I don't see it. I don't want you bringing these gods up before my face. You shall not worship them or serve them. Today, in Christendom, we have people we worship. We believe them instead of the Bible. We have uh, you know, our great teachers, etc., 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 the Muslims, they swear they're worshipping only Allah, but in all reality we're worshipping Muhammad and his sayings. Catholicism, as it evolved here, we'll see that in 325 A.D., Constantine married the church and state, and then right, all, right off the bat we have infant baptism established by law. We have indulgences. For as long as you pay for your sins, you can do whatever you want. When they went out to war, a warrior in the Holy Roman Empire could rape, pillage, steal, rob, whatever he wanted to do, but he's forgiven. He has indulgences to do that. Purgatory. It's a, a so-called place between heaven and earth where you go and you suffer for your sins. Jesus Christ suffered for our sins. That's idolatry. Satan image worship, 787 A.D. Idolatry, Christian, Christian dumb idolatry. We have transubstantiation where you turn the wafer, the bread, into Jesus' body and the blood into his, uh, the wine into his blood. Idolatry, idolatry, idolatry. Confession. Confession. You confess to the priest your sins. The Bible says there's only one mediator between man and God, and that's Christ Jesus. You pray to God the Father, not to the priest. You pray to God the Father in Jesus' name. And God will answer your prayers if he sees fit. He answers them all the time. He says, yes, no, and maybe. You shall not worship them or slave for them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. <clears throat> How many times in your life have you seen people go astray? And it affects their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren. How many times do we see this? How many times? Idolatry. 
But showing love and kindness to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments, you shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. You shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. And that means the rosary too. That's the rosary. That's blasphemy. For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. <clears throat> Remember the, the completion day. The word Sabbath means completion. And keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. And in it you shall not do any work. Uh, you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, or your cattle. God protected the cattle. People worked the cattle to death. Or the horses. Or the donkeys. Or whatever. Now here we have the Lord sanctifying the Sabbath day. Sanctified it. Because that's the day he rested in. Before we have the Sabbath, but now we have it sanctified in the law. And remember the law is done away with through Jesus Christ, by the way. I want you to understand that. He blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. This is talking to the children of Israel. It not really is talking to us today. They were in the land. If they wanted to stay in the land, then you follow my commandments and you'll stay there because this is a conditional covenant. If you follow my commandments, you'll stay in the land. If you don't, you're going to be taken off in a captivity. They'll be brought back, and one day they will have actually served God for a thousand years in the millennial reign. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not keep on murdering. You shall not keep on committing adultery. You shall not keep on stealing, is what it says in the original language. And you shall not bear false witness. You shall not keep on bearing false witness against your neighbor, nor covet your neighbor's wife. Now, here we go from the tangible to the intangible. The tangible is that which you may touch, and that's what you do. You kill somebody, you murder somebody, you murder them. You steal from somebody, you steal from somebody. You commit adultery, you commit adultery. You can bear false witness. You shall not keep on bearing falseness for gain, basically. <laughs> Boy, lawyers ought to figure this one out today. You shall not, intangibly now, you shall not in your head. This is not actions, this is in your head now. This is where it all begins. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belonged to your neighbor. You shall not want it in your head, or in your heart. You didn't do it, but you shall not think about it. And all the people perceived the thunder. This is the voice of God, the loud rumbling in the, in the, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. God's getting their attention now. Wouldn't it be something today if God, if the people of God or the people of the world would honor Him and fear Him 
you know, the fear, fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. And you fear the Lord and He saves your soul and then you realize how much He loves you. You don't have to fear Him anymore. You do what you, He wants because you love Him. That's the reason you do these things. Then he said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but don't let God speak to us lest we die. They were so afraid they didn't want to hear the voice of God. They wanted to run away. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for the God has come in order to test you. In order that the fear of him may remain with you, so that you may not sin and you may not break his commandments. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God kept on being. Not was, but kept on being. Then the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven. This is not witchcraft, this is real now. You're not praying down to, to a frog God had here, or whatever else. To the Nile River, to the birds of heaven, or grasshoppers, or Beelzebub, the god of the flies. I'm talking to you, he said. You shall make other gods besides me, the gods of silver, or gods of gold, or you shall not make for yourselves. And you shall make an altar of earth for me. I created the dirt. You can't make that. In the Catholic churches, they have gold and silver and fancy altars with dead men's bones in them. It's called a graveyard. You shall make an altar of earth for me, and you shall sacrifice on it burnt offerings and, and your peace offerings and your sheep and your oxen and every place where I cause my name to be remembered. I will come to you and I will bless you if you do what I tell you. And if you make an altar of stone for me, you shall not build it out of cut stones. A natural stone is a natural stone. God made it. You start cutting stones, and that's something you made. The idea of it is you can't work your way to heaven. You can't perform this Christian witchcraft today and do penance. You, you can't uh, uh, say so many prayers and you're all right. And you shall not go up by steps on my altar that your nakedness may not be exposed upon it. I want you to see me. I want you to see me only. I am the one that procures your salvation. My son shall come in the world. He'll die on the cross. And he'll be raised again for your... Die for your sins and be raised for your justification. And you shall not go up by steps to my altar that your nakedness may not be exposed upon it. What a story. We are Christian witchcraft. Superstition is forbidden to us today. We pray. We have access to God directly. You want something? Go to God. You don't have to go to a priest. You don't have to have somebody pray for you. You don't have to send off for a prayer cloth or something like that and wear that in your pocket or whatever. I have so many people saying, go to the healing house, go to this. And I said, I have God. I don't need a healing house. I don't need... Uh, witchcraft and voodoo. I have God. If God sees fit to heal me, thank God. Twenty years ago, I had cancer, and I still have. I'm still here. I was poisoned with arsenic and mercury, and I lived through that. Enough to kill several people. 
one year ago in October, I was poisoned with propane. Enough, I, I lost my hearing. You're dead when that happens. Oxygen deprivation. I was so, I stood up, I couldn't have put my heels down on the ground because my muscles were so tight. Oxygen deprivation and poison and toxins in my system. And uh, I talked to doctors and they said, you should be dead. You should be dead. Why aren't you dead? Well, why, how did you do this? This is not normal. I said, well, I only got that one answer for it. The grace of God. That's it. The grace of God. That's the only answer that I'm here upon this earth. That's why I'm preaching tonight, because of the grace of God. He has used me for over 50 years to preach His Word. And I've basically given my life for it. For you to learn. Father, we send this message out. For your honor and glory. I pray that you'll use it wherever it goes in the world. That they'll not be guilty of Christian witchcraft anymore. That they'll come to you directly. And not through a priest. Not through some potions. Not through some written prayers or anything. But you, they have access to you in Jesus' name. They can talk to you face to face. Like they do their father or mother. Please forgive me, Father, for I fail you. In Jesus' name.